You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. So good to hear from our founder and global director. And uh, if you've got your Bibles here, you can turn with me to John chapter 4. That's where we are going back to. Last week we taught, we looked at the first kind of 26 verses of John chapter 4. It was awesome. And, uh, and now we're going to go back there and kind of finish off the story. I love Pastor Phil's talking about like a million worshippers. And that's just in C3, like... There's a lot more than a million worshippers right now, but that's like just in our movement. That's awesome. That means we, we need to keep growing. That means a lot more people need to come to faith in Christ. That means we've got to keep, you know, finding those who are ready and helping people take that next step towards God. It means we've got to listen to the, to the Spirit. We talked about that last week. It means that we've got to embrace the imperfect situations that we find ourselves in. We talked about that last week, right? You know, and just love people. Just love people. Whoever's in front of you, just love them. All right? Don't have such an agenda. Just love people. Yeah. The, the, the overarching agenda is always that people find Christ. Okay? That's a, that, but I wouldn't call that an agenda. That's a mission. That's what we're here for. That's, that, that's our mission. That's what we're all on. Everybody plays a part. Everybody, you know, you. I'm talking to you. Right? <laughs> all of you. You and I, we all play a part in this. We don't, we don't get to go, oh, that's not my gift. No, no, it's a responsibility of every Christian. We all have this thing called the ministry of reconciliation, okay? We are all playing a part in helping people take one step closer and one step closer and one step closer to a relationship with Christ, okay? All right, here we go. So we're back at the passage of the woman at the well and I'm gonna give you a snapshot of what happened before and then I'm gonna give you a snapshot of what we're about to read because basically the whole message today is we're gonna go through this passage and just pull stuff out of it. Is that all right? Too bad if it's not, great. All right, so beforehand, before, like last week, we talked about uh, Jesus uh, had to go through Samaria and He came to this town. And now He had to go through Samaria, not because that was the normal thing, but because that's what the Holy Spirit was guiding Him to do, right? Jews generally went the long way around Samaria, but He had to go through because He had an assignment, right? So he went there and he sits down, the disciples go in to get some food and uh, he sits down at the well, it's the middle of the day and this woman comes up and he sparks up a conversation with her. And she's like, why are you even talking to me? This is not normal for a Jewish man to talk to a Samaritan woman because Jews and Samaritans didn't like each other very much. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. All right, so they have this conversation. Jesus gets a word of knowledge about her life. And there's this, she's like, wow, you, you're a prophet, you're something. And she says, well, the Messiah is gonna tell us about all this stuff. And he's like, I'm, I'm the guy, I'm the Messiah. And she's like, what? And it's amazing. I'm not sure she said it like that, but that's what I would have done, all right? So we're about to read that she goes back into the town and shares this news with the people there. And they all, like they respond. They come back to Jesus and invite Jesus to stay with them for a few days. They are blown away by who this guy is. 
All right, so let's walk, let's slowly walk our way through from verse 27 and we're gonna land on verse 42 right at the end. Okay, it says, Just then His disciples returned and were surprised to find Him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? I, 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 think, that, I think that we're going to find ourselves a little bit surprised at who we're going to be sharing our faith with. Sometimes you and I, you know, there's an opportunity in front of us. It's not perfect and it's might, it might be incredibly uncomfortable, but we might find ourselves being prompted by the Holy Spirit to just engage with a person who's not like us, to just engage with a person that maybe in a past life we would have ridiculed or laughed at or thought that we weren't good enough to talk to. But who knows? Who knows the kinds of people? I mean, imagine who, who, who could be someone that you would never think that you're going to talk to. Maybe that's someone that the Holy Spirit is saying, let's go. Maybe they're ready or maybe they need someone like you in their life. They were astonished to find him talking with her. But here's the thing, right? We're not just called to speak a message, right? I'm not just called to, to deliver an article of truth to someone. That's not, the, that's not the game. That's not the process. That's not the whole thing. It's not just me going, hey, by the way, have to tell you this message. Blah, 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 blah. Done my job. See you later. That's not, that's not it, right? Because... Uh, in, in 2 Corinthians 5, it talks about two things. It talks about a ministry of reconciliation and then it talks about a message of reconciliation, right? So I have a ministry, I need to relate, I need to love, I need to be around some people, right? Sometimes I might just get a word for a stranger and, and that's cool. But in general, this is about relationship yeah. and building a you know, building a ministry, building a, not a ministry like, a, you know, I'm building my own youth ministry or anything, but it's about, build, like, this is on us to build life and to love and engage with people, right? Not just about delivering a few words to someone. I love it. This, the next verse says, in verse 28, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, right? She, she left behind the water jar. That's the point. She was, she was out there collecting some water to go back and she, something happened. Now she tapped into a deeper well. Now she tapped into something that was, whoa. Now you can say, oh, she forgot her water jar. Yeah, maybe. But maybe, maybe what we can get out of this is that she'd found she left behind what used to bring satisfaction to her because she found the deeper source. She'd found something deeper in Jesus. Jesus was tapping into her spiritual need, which goes way beyond just a physical need. Okay, look up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right? You've got to have the physical met with before you get to the spiritual. And Jesus is tapping into a whole other level. And this is what happens with us. We find Christ and then we start leaving some things behind, don't we? We leave behind some stuff. And that, that process doesn't really stop. 
You know, I leave behind a, a, a mindset or I leave behind the way I used to treat someone or I leave behind, you know, how I think or I leave behind a negative mentality or I leave behind an action or I leave behind the, the, the way I used to think about myself. I leave behind, you know, how I used to treat my wife. I leave behind, I'm taking on new things. I'm tr- being transformed by Jesus, by God, right? I'm leaving behind what used to satisfy me. Because now Jesus is my source, right? I've tapped into a deeper well. He is my source of strength. I don't look to Netflix or my Xbox or gardening. That never happened. I don't look to anything else as my source. It's Jesus. It doesn't mean I can't enjoy these things. It just means they're not my source of strength, right? She left behind what used to satisfy her and she ran into the town. Right? And people would have seen, the way that they respond, they would have seen something different in her. They would have seen like this spark in her. They would have seen, I mean, she didn't have all the answers. She, she, she did just had a conversation and now she's walked back in and I, I, I bet her partner's like, babe, where's the water? <laughs> like, like are, you, are, are you kidding? You just went all the way out of town with the massive water. Where's the water? And she's like, but, but I met this guy. And she's like, he's like, no, 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 we're not going there again. She's had five husbands. And he's like, she's like, I found, I met this, it, 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 could, it could be the Messiah. Like he, he, she had a spark. She had, she had something that had changed. She had something, some hope that was on, on the inside of her, right? And she was different. That's what people need to see in us. They don't need to see someone who's got all the answers. They need to see someone who's got a spark. Someone who's got real hope that's functioning, that's at work in us. They don't need to see perfection. Just be freed from that. Just be freed from this burden of being perfect or this burden of having to answer every question. You just gotta be real. Right? Just, just carry this spark of hope inside of you, no matter what you're walking into. Right? No matter if it's your home, your workplace, uni, just carry this hope within you, this spark, this joy inside of you. We have such an awesome opportunity, as we've already shared this morning, right? There's such an awesome opportunity at Easter. People are, people are, are ready. People are like expecting you to talk to them. They're expecting a few extra Christian posts on whatever social media platform you post on. They're expecting it because it's Easter. And this is a time where we can't be quiet. We need to, we need to be bold. Step out into a new zone this week. Carry the spark. Carry the hope this week. Anyone ever play like charades as kids? You know, charades, you know, I don't think our kids would even know what charades is. It's like, sorry, you want me to not use a device to play a game? Like, so like, it's like back in the day, guys, back in the day, we used to play games where we didn't have devices. You know, you can even like play Scrabble and everyone can have a device and you can all have Scrabble on your device and you can play against each other. Yeah, great. We used to play this game called charades. Anyone play it, right? You know, woo! 
it's like, no, it's a book or it's a TV show, right? You know, and there's always been, the, oh, I remember playing it at like, you know, youth group and, you know, camps and things like that. Um, I don't know, I don't, I don't remember really playing it with our friends or anything like that. But there was always this one person who would pick this, this obscure book and they were terrible at explaining it. Yeah, but yeah, and everyone's just like, what? And, and, and people are talking amongst themselves like, I've got no idea, this guy's whatever. Really? And then after about five minutes, they'd be like, just tell us. Just tell us what it is. No one can pick it. Gosh, don't give this guy another go. Right? It's, it, you don't want the, the message of Christ to be like charades in the world. You want people to see it in your life working before you speak it. Both end. Both end. Not just this obscure, you know, you're not just this obscure person and they go, that person's a bit weird, whatever, right? You need to have this hope and this spark and this joy in this life and be ready to bring the message. It's both and. Living a life in Christ ready to bring the Word at the right time. God uses the change that's in us to demonstrate the power of the truth. Okay, God uses the change that is in us that we have walked through to demonstrate the power of what we believe and speak. The Gospel is good news. It is good news that carries with it a relationship with an all-powerful, all-loving, all-knowing God. And He transforms us from the inside out. You know, I'm not just telling people how it is. I'm also showing them how it works. In all my imperfection, in all, in all the reality of the stuff that I'm walking through, I'm still, I've still got this spark still got this hope, regardless of what I'm facing. I never lose this joy. And, and people can see that. Let's keep going on. Verse 29. So this is what she said to them. She said, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? Now, these people would have known her story. Five husbands, the one she's now with is not a husband. They would have known something about her journey and the authenticity and transparency is so key for us to walk in when we're helping people step closer to Christ, right? Authenticity and transparency, right? We live in a world where everything is CGI. It's all CGI. I remember there was a point it, when, I, when I went to the movies, when I realised I couldn't work out how they did it anymore. Yeah. I used to be able to work out everything. I'd be like, yep, worked out how they did that. Yep, yep, yep. There's a nice cut there. Yep, good. All right, yeah, a bit of CGI in the background. That's pretty good. Now I have no idea. I have no idea how they do it. We, we, we live in a world with fake Instagram accounts and filters over every photo, right? No one's, no one's Instagram account is their real life, Right? We live in this world where fake is so strangely presented all the time. And so authenticity and transparency are now relational currency. It's so valuable. 
for you to be real with the person that you're relating with, that's powerful. That carries a weight of it with it. That carries, that carries power. Like the connection point that we have with, our, with the average Joe is not my perfection, it's my humanity. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm doing life. I'm doing life just like you. I got troubles. I got this. I got stuff going on. It's not perfect. You know, if you saw the state of my soul sometimes, you realise it's not perfect. But I got hope because I've got Jesus. We need to be willing to be humble and authentic in dealing and talking with people about our journey. Then she says, could this be the Messiah? I love that she's like asking questions, you know? So in this passage, I'm not reading it just as if we're meant to be Jesus. There's elements of that definitely, but also we're meant to be the woman at the well. There's, there's two sides here. And uh, Jesus has got all the answers, but I don't. I remember um, years ago having a chat with some of the guys on the, on the university campus from the philosophy club. Oh man, they could ask some questions. And I remember trying to answer a few of them. And after a while, I realised I am way out of my depth here. So I just answer with, that's a really, really good question. Man. I'm going to have to think about that and talk to some much smarter people than I am. Because I don't have to be a walking Jesus Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> All right? I don't, have to, I, don't have to be, I don't have to receive by word of knowledge or word of wisdom or whatever the answer to that person's question. If that happens, awesome. Yeah. But, but take the pressure off. Honesty is more powerful than perfection. Take some pressure off. You don't have to answer all their questions with a lecture-like brilliance, all right? And, and, and here's the deal. The fact that I can't answer some questions, it doesn't undermine my faith. It proves my faith. It proves that I don't have to have all of the answers to every question for me to still have a belief in God and a love for Jesus Christ, right? I mean, there's a blind man in John chapter 9 who gets healed and they're questioning him. The Pharisees are questioning him. And he just goes, man, I don't know. I was blind and now I can see. What more do you want from me, man? I love this guy. So good. What if instead of like being like Jesus was to the woman at the well and feeling this pressure, we just loved people in front of us? We've had a real encounter with Jesus. That's the difference. That's the difference. We need to have a, like a realness that says, I don't know everything, but I was lost and blind and broken and crippled. And now I can see I was found. I'm being restored. I have hope now. Not everything is perfect in my life, but I have one who loves me who is perfect. And he loves you as well. So much that he sent his son to die for you. She said, uh, and then, then let, let's keep reading. 
They came out of the town and made their way towards him. That's awesome. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him. I'm in verse 31 if you're if you lost. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. And they're like, are you kidding me? He's been hiding some you know, nice and natural bars in his bag there. <laughs> right, right. Um, you guys got Toblerones, whatever. And then his disciples said to him, could someone have bought him food? And he says, verse 34, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Whoa, whoa. Jesus is revealing his whole point here, his whole purpose now, because he's operating at a different plane. He's operating at a different level. He wasn't just stopped and tired and, you know, this woman turned up by hap chance. I love that word, hap chance. I use it every opportunity I can get, right? This is a moment that Jesus saw was coming. And he uses it. He reveals his purpose, his overarching purpose in speaking to this woman. And it becomes a teaching moment for the disciples. He's drawing from a deeper well. He's living with a higher purpose. My will, sorry, my food is to do the will of Him who sent me. Love it. The reason He spoke to the woman was to do the Father's will and to do the Father's work. I mean, while the disciples are off getting some Oporto, (laughs) Jesus impacts a woman and saves a whole village. I can imagine the conversation later on. While you guys were out there, did you see what I did? See you guys, this is what's possible. That's what I would have said if I was Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Uh, then, he, then Jesus says to them, don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Wow. I mean, in this moment right now, the townspeople are coming towards Jesus, okay? Because up in verse 30, it says, they came out of the town and made their way towards Him. Now there's always people who are ready to accept Christ and everybody else is on a journey. And so it's important that we don't try and complete the loop for every single person. We have to have some discernment have to follow some of the leading of the Spirit, right? Talked about that last week. It's not about just I feeling the pressure to complete the loop every single time. I remember I was at Charlestown Square like, I don't know, 15 years ago. I saw an old army mate and I'm like, hey, Malcolm. And he came over, we had a good chat. And then I felt this pressure, my own pressure, not the Holy Spirit pressure. I felt this pressure to lead him to Christ. Oh, it's a moment. I'm going to lead this guy to Christ. So I said all the right things. I, you know, and I said, is there any reason right now why you wouldn't accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour? And he's like, ah. Uh, don't feel the pressure to complete the loop. We just got to take them one step closer. One step closer each time. Just love the person in front of you. Just be ready to share your your story. Be ready to invite them to Christ. Be ready to bring them to Christ. The key, verse 40, uh, many of the Samaritans, sorry, where are we? We're still back here. Let's read from verse 36. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life 
so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work. See, one plants, another waters, another one reaps the harvest. It's a process in people's worlds, right? Don't feel like you have to complete the loop every time. Sometimes you'll be called to complete the loop. Sometimes the, the person will be absolutely ready to say, to invite Christ into their life. Sometimes they'll be like, waiting for you to ask. Others have done the hard work and you've reaped the benefits of their labour. Verse 39, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me in every, everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans, verse 40, came to him, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed two days. So when the Samaritans came to him... We want people to come to Christ, to have a desire to step into relationship or whatever this thing looks like. They just know that they're missing something and they know that you've got something. They might not know the journey. They might not know how to do it. They might not know even what it really is. That's, that's our job together, right? But the key is to spark desire not bring pressure. I don't want to pressure a person. I've seen this so many times. People who feel pressured to make a decision to pray a prayer and it lasts a moment. Just, just, just slowly draw them in. God's doing the drawing. God's at work in their hearts, in their lives. Don't add the pressure just keep sparking that desire. Just keep pulling them along. We're not, we're not press, pressuring. We're not shoving or pushing. We're revealing. We're revealing hope. We're revealing who God is to them. We're revealing them how much, to them how much He loves them. How, how good God is. That he, is he's, he has not abandoned them. That He is with us. He loves them. God is into persuasion. God is into persuading people towards, right? The gift, the gift of faith, right? The initial gift of, of your salvation is a gift from God. It didn't happen because you answered all their, all their questions so cleverly, right? It became because God persuaded them into relationship with Him. That's how He got you. It's how He got me. He's like, I love you. I'm good. I wanna walk with you. This is what I've done for you. This is where you can go. So the next step, maybe it's just out to coffee. Maybe the next step is to invite a couple of families over and have a barbecue. Maybe the next step is to bring them to the before gallery. That's gonna be a lot of next steps this week. Whole, like so easy to invite someone to an art gallery. Check out this. I don't really like art. I know, but I'm going, you should come. Cool. Let's do that. Right, we've got a lot of opportunities in front of us this week. I, I'd love us to commit to having our eyes open this week. To being able to see 
the person in front of us. Verse 42, verse 41, it says, And because of His words, many more became believers. Verse 42, they said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this man really is the Saviour of the world. How good. Your, Your friend's revelation of Jesus It's not even just because you love them so well. It's not because of your fantastic gospel presentation with PowerPoint and everything. Don't do that. It's because they've had an encounter with Jesus themselves. God has met them. Let's just close our eyes for a minute. If you want to commit to this week and maybe like forevermore, (laughs) seeing the people in front of you and being okay with that being an opportunity maybe, looking for the opportunity to help a person take one step closer to Jesus. If you wanna commit to that, to that being your lifestyle, just stand to your feet. I wanna pray with you. I wanna commit to seeing the opportunities that are in front of me. Make the most of every opportunity. Not feeling the pressure of a certain thing, but feeling the freedom to reveal and love. You might pray for someone this week. God might heal someone through you this week. You might lead someone to faith in Christ this week. You might love someone to the next step this week. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.